0: By showing up and serving the way you're talking about, it's like getting your community back. And it's just, it feeds the soul in a way that people don't realize that they've been missing. So I love that you do that.
1: Oh, today's a good one, folks. Welcome to The Happiness Playbook. I am so excited to be here with you and to introduce you to my friend, Bryce Poole. We have a great conversation today. And before we jump into that, I just wanted to introduce him. Bryce Poole has spent 15 years delving into the mind and the subconscious. Using his degree in computer engineering, he has taken principles of coding to uncover the main functions of the subconscious brain and how to reprogram limiting beliefs. He has hacked the subconscious mind and his program, Whole Life Transformation, is the back door to creating a working, enabled mindset. Bryce resides in Idaho and works with clients to find their limiting beliefs and gently release them. People have kicked eating issues to the curb, overcome money beliefs, and more from working with Bryce and his deep mind-clearing method. Bryce has a lot to share with us today. He is an advocate for play theory and what we do here, and I am so excited for you to hear this conversation. So let's get into it. I am so excited for today's conversation. Thank you for being here on the Happiness Playbook, and we have our very special guest, Bryce Poole, with us, who is an absolute MVP on Team Happiness in the little time that I've gotten to know Bryce. I can confidently say that he's one of our pro players on Team Happiness, and I'm so excited to sit down with him and to glean from him, hear stories, laugh a little bit, and dive into this. Bryce, thank you so much for being on the show today.
0: Neil, thank you so much. I've been listening to your podcast. It is so fantastic. And what an honor it is for me to be here with you and have the privilege to speak with you and your audience right now. This is such a thrill for me.
1: Well, and it's so fun. I always feel so lucky that I get to do this. I just get to sit down with amazing people who know awesome tools for you know, developing the skill of happiness. And we just get to chat and share stories and talk about things we love. So it is, it really is a mutually beneficial conversation. Well, here we are again. This is round two now. I I apparently sounded like a Star Wars character of some kind and got all robotic and echoey. So gratefully, Bryce pointed that out. And now here we are trying again. If at any point I sound like a robot or a, a dragon or anything, aside from my normal Uh, delicious voice, then I hope you'll point it out. and Maybe we can try again, but we're going to dive back in here. And Bryce, again, I'm just so excited to sit down with you and to to bask in your experience and, and wisdom. And you're obviously very passionate about happiness in general, and you have a lot of awesome tools here that we are going to dive into. Before we really get into the four principles of play theory and how what you're doing just fits in so well, I would love to hear just a little more background aside from what we heard in the bio about you, what makes you tick. Thank you. And in
0: case we missed that last part, it is such an honor to be here with you. This is so much fun and thank you for having me. This
1: is great. Thank you so much for being here.
0: Yes. <laughs> so, let's see. I what I do is I help people clear their limiting beliefs that cause them to not show up the way they can, and once those limiting beliefs are gone, people create the way they're intended to create without resistance, without anything in their way. And they just go for it. And that includes happiness. That includes success. That includes everything in life. And so I, I have this really cool job or job slash hobby. Cause I'm still not there yet. I'm going to get there, but I'm not there yet. So
1: <laughs> I love it. I've been there. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs>
0: so let's see reverse back about 10 years. I was doing a lot of different clearing methods. If you've ever heard of tapping or Ho'oponopono, I would go through one and then suddenly the next one would show up for me, just like by magic from the universe. And I would clear through that one and I would get to the end of it. And then another one would show up. And then the work by Byron Katie showed up and it was just super powerful. And I was getting all these really great results. And I ended up talking to an old high school friend and it took me about two to five minutes to figure out she needed help. And I had just done a lot of clearing and I could see that she was in a very similar space that I had just been in. And I'm like, hey, I know where you are and I know how to get you to the next place. Do you want me to try? We could try. And she's like, yeah, anything. Right. Because she was in that desperation mode that we get in when we've tried so many things and nothing seems to work. I've been in there plenty of times. So we went and I helped her clear the same way I just cleared for myself and she got some really great results. She came out a lot happier than we started. And she and her sisters, they they love to talk and they love, you know how family can get really gabby. And her sisters are like, holy crap, you are so different, what did you do? She's like, well, I just talked to Bryce. And he's like, well, can I talk to Bryce? And she's like, I don't know, I'll ask him. So she came and like, heck, I don't know what I'm doing, but yeah, I mean, why not? Who cares? It's not going to hurt anything. So I I worked with one of her sisters and we had these phenomenal results. And then another sister wanted help and we got phenomenal results that her brother was an alcoholic and had some really hard things happen to him in his childhood. So we cleared that. And then he's no longer an alcoholic anymore, right? These really big life, life changes. And I get to be a part of that. And this is so cool. So I wouldn't let anyone pay me a a penny because healing is for everyone, right?
1: That's such a cool story. And there's so much play theory happening in what you just shared. I love that you just, you let go of any pride or feelings of perfectionism that usually prevent us from taking a leap into something exciting. And you said, Hey, you're struggling. There's this cool thing that I know and you just accepted that and yes anded your way into helping somebody. That's so cool. And, And thank you for being brave and doing that and helping people and how exciting that you are now in this state of transition i know we've talked about this into to really going all in you've done a lot of work with this but now you're really trying to make it your main thing thank you for that little little bit more of background i'm really curious to kick things off how can we leverage awareness and being present in order to improve our overall happiness and well-being? I want to hear your thoughts. Oh, wow. That's a great question. And so in my world, the subconscious
0: rule, let's just say, has a major influence over our entire life. And deep inside the subconscious are beliefs. And these beliefs, they can cause us some serious trouble. It shows up as resistance. Like I'm going for it. And then suddenly I'm like backing off. And I can't, oh, I just can't bring myself to do it. And self-sabotage, especially when people get to the end, And they see that they're going to be a success. And then they self-sabotage. That's something that basically like uh, success isn't safe for them. They don't realize that they have that belief in there, but they have that belief and it'll manifest for them. And then bam, there goes all their results. And they just kind of drop everything. So I'm a computer engineer and I work with zeros and ones. That's what I do. And the subconscious (laughs) looks like a computer to me. And these beliefs look like programs to me. And what I found is... If you have this trigger, it'll show up as an emotion. It'll show up as something in your life. If you uninstall that program, then there's nothing to show up. No, no trigger to go off. So then you don't have that go off. Now you don't have that thing that pulls you back. And without that pullback, now you can go off and create what you want to. I was doing this for a really hardcore six months. Like every night, me and the wife, we were going at it because I'm ready to heal. I am done. I am done having this resistance. I want to go. So I'm going and I'm going, and I kind of have this feeling like, is this working? I don't know. So I'm driving along the road, and when people, I'm in uh, Portland, Oregon, and someone cut me off. Now, I don't know if anybody else gets upset when you get cut off in traffic, but I kind of get upset. Like, I might have before, like, beat on the steering wheel, and I may have called people names. I might have called their mother. Poor things, right? I'm not proud of any of that. And this person cut me off within inches, right? This was not safe. Mm -hmm. And I sat there with my hands on the steering wheel and I just waited for the anger to show up. Like I'm just used to it. Like I know what's going to happen, right? Someone cuts me off, I get mad. So I'm just sitting there waiting for it and it never comes. Because somewhere along the way, I had pulled that program out that says you um, should get mad when you get cut off. So now I'm just kind of gripping the steering wheel going, what do I do? (laughs) I I don't know. I'm so used to that behavior. And so now I'm tailgating someone within inches because that's where we were. And I'm like, I'm just going to back off because I'm in control here. So why don't I just back off? And I gave, I got back that space that I'd lost and I'm like, oh, okay. I feel better. And I never got angry. It was this weird mind-blowing thing. So we actually named this place. We call it, I don't know land. It's the place where you go after you are so used to a particular response like self-sabotage or resistance or anger and you uninstall those programs and then you go through that experience and the trigger doesn't go off because it doesn't exist anymore. So the anger or that habitual thing that you are used to doesn't show up and you're like, what do I do now? And then in that place, this is where I get so excited about what you do. Because once that when you get into I don't know land, now you can choose happiness, because like you say, happiness is a skill, it's also a choice. So if I choose happiness at that point, I can build up the skill of happiness at that point, And I'm not going to self sabotage myself anymore. And then magic happens. That is where you go from being a couch potato to Olympian, because you're no longer feeling drawn to the couch. You feel drawn to the road. You feel drawn to getting out there and moving. And I just want to jump back to one thing you said before, which was an acceptance of your imperfections. I love that idea that you talked about where I'm imperfect, but I'm going to jump in and I'm going to play. I'm not going to wait for myself to show up perfectly. I'm going to, you know what? I want fun now. And so I'm going to go get it. I'm not going to wait for perfection to show up. I'm going to go get it now. And I love that concept. So thank you for bringing up that idea of accepting ourselves in our imperfections.
1: All right. So we are just rolling along here, accepting and building on whatever technical difficulties come our way. (laughs) But so I'm going to try to just back up a little bit and then jump back in here because you shared so many awesome things here in that little segment. And the, there's this idea of awareness that I want to touch on and but then this idea of programming and something we don't talk a lot about here on the happiness playbook is that there's two happiness muscles that we need to work out and there's the the conscious level and then there's that subconscious level and so we need to make sure that we're focusing on that subconscious level at times and it's so easy to get sidetracked or or totally all in on the conscious happiness muscle where it's, it's easy to see immediate results. The work is not quite as involved, but when you go and you focus on that deep level programming, that's running your operating system, that's more work for sure. But what happens is you start to have a baseline that is much more elevated. And my dear friend, Tony Overbay, He's got a podcast called The Virtual Couch, which is amazing too, if you haven't checked that out. But he's a therapist and he talks about this idea of the emotional baseline and how sometimes uh, you just got to get that emotional baseline up in order to be able to operate. And what you're sharing is so cool because we we have to let go of that programming. We have to figure out how to shift toward a better program. That's not going to self-sabotage us. And that's really hard to do. Sometimes I I think we make it sound easy on the podcast, never intentionally, but this idea of let go and play, it sounds easy. Leave your ego at the door, move forward. But at a subconscious level, at that deeper programming level, like you're talking about, that's uh, a lot harder to do maybe than (laughs) we want it to be. And so that's important to, to keep in mind. What are your thoughts on that? Just after I share that, that concept.
0: That's excellent. I just want to jump back to what you said about the conscious and subconscious and going all in in the conscious. That will work, by the way. And you are so cool for having inspired people to want to do that because if you beat on this long enough, the subconscious goes, Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that I hear it enough times. That means this is what I'm supposed to do. Okay. And then it'll switch over. So mm-hmm. the path you just mentioned, it actually will work. There's a, just a faster way that if you do that and you jump into the subconscious and you pull out that self-sabotage belief that causes you to pull back and have resistance when you're getting close to success it just means you're going to superpower yourself it's like having that super green drink that gives you a, or a protein shake i don't know i'm reaching here <laughs> but it's so powerful and i love that you brought that up so the other thing i want to talk a little bit about is you say it's hard the subconscious going into the subconscious is hard my experience is you're right there's two pieces to what what we do we find limiting beliefs and then we clear them. When you know how to clear a limiting belief, it's actually super easy. When you understand how to talk to the subconscious, it'll actually release it like it's just normal. It's natural for the subconscious to release beliefs that don't work for it. It just needs to know that it's not working for it. And that's the equivalent of uninstalling. So the odd weird thing about all of this is uninstalling is easy. The biggest problem I have, and this is where it's a little bit hard for people to wrap their minds around, is just finding those beliefs. So what we do normally with people is we we recognize there are two major types of beliefs in there. There are fear-based beliefs and love-based beliefs. Fear-based beliefs will have a fingerprint, a sort of thing that they manifest. It will be anxiety. It'll be frustration. It'll be self-sabotage. It'll be lead to depression. It's everything you think of as negative. That comes from a fear-based belief. Love-based beliefs also have a fingerprint. It's uh, joy. It's allowing. It's uh, showing up and being okay and accepting yourself as your imperfect self, which I love that you do that. That's, that is love-based programming is what you're, you're trying to communicate to people and give them freedom to accept in themselves. So we have these fear and love-based programs. And we know whether or not the program is fear or love-based by what do we feel? What is its results? What are the fruits of its tree? If the fruits are awesome, don't touch it, keep it, and show up and play. (laughs) But if it's not awesome and it causes you to shrink and get small and feel small, well, then that's a fear-based program, and that's where we go looking. So we'll dive down into the subconscious at that point and go, well, why are you not showing up at your true self? Because your true self is this gorgeous, glorious, huge, beautiful, abundant person that's full of joy, peace, and love and can just bring it, right? So why are you not showing up like that? And we find the belief it's like something like, I'm not good enough. I saw my, the people I cared about and loved, they used to self-sabotage. So if I'm going to be loved, I have to self-sabotage too to fit into my tribe. Or all these kind of different beliefs. Those, once we find them, once you can see it, clearing it's easy.
1: And this is the awareness piece, right? And I love that mm-hmm. that's what we're starting the conversation with, because unless you are paying attention to what you're feeling, right? Yes. Those fruits that you mentioned, what's the byproduct of these of this programming? Is it joy? Is it happiness? Is it abundance? The fear? Is it the anxiety, the depression? And that's why it's so important that we are present that we be present and that we are aware and it it's really hard to do that nowadays and the, i i talk about this all the time that we live in a numbing environment our society is it's overwhelming you with information it's overstimulating you at all times from the second you wake up and your smartphone starts beeping with notifications there's just so much coming your way and it's Sometimes it's tricky to just pause and be aware and in tune with what you're feeling in order to take that next step. So I I love that you're highlighting that and how important it is.
0: So I want to jump in real quick. You're talking about finding who you are, paying attention, being present. That's fantastic because until you can find those emotions, feel those emotions, notice those emotions, then you're kind of just along for the ride. And you're going to go along for the ride. But one of the coolest things that you teach, and I love this, which is jump in. You've got to jump in two feet, give it your all, and see what happens. If you jump in and you feel like you want to shrink, oh, you just found a fear-based belief. You, you have But you have to engage. If you don't engage with life, if you don't engage with play, then you will never know that there's a limiting belief hiding behind there that you didn't even see there. You've got to – you find the beliefs. The people that find the beliefs are the ones that are living life. So your whole jump in – I happen to be lucky enough to have gone to one of Neil's events and experienced that, and it's not easy because you're surrounded by people you may or may not know, and it's hard to show up as you – but uh, I don't know if you remember, I was a goat eating a chair. I'm gonna i was just going to point that
1: out. <laughs> I was going to bring that up. And I'm glad you did because I, I didn't mention that as I was introducing you, but we had a great time. And that was actually where we crossed paths for the first time was at this workshop and it was so fun. And and you were one of the people who really let go and play. That was the workshop is, was let go and play. And we did uh, a game where everybody, one person yells out something, an animal or, or an inanimate object or whatever. And then everybody has to do it. And somebody yelled out goats and Bryce just went all out. <laughs> and and, it, and it, you could feel the energy of the room just change as his group did that. But especially if you were up on a chair, right? Like, eating the chair is that what was uh-huh. as yep. a goat? and that energy jumping in it's just so delightful and it a lot of the times it pays off i now it's time for uh, me to share just a quick story i was in gymnastics when i was uh, growing up and i'll never forget my first gymnastics meet my first competition i was getting ready to do the vault where which is the one where you run and then you go off the springboard and you jump over the wow, vault bro. and i had practiced all up until the competition to do a tuck jump. That was my trick, right? And then when we got there, my coach pulled me aside and she said, Hey, I know we've been practicing a tuck jump, but I want you to know that if you go for an attempt to do a front handspring off the vault and land on your butt and totally mess up, you will get more points than if you perfectly stick the landing on your tuck jump. And I sat there for a minute and I thought, oh, well, I can just try and fail and I'll get more points that way. So why not? Right. So I went for it and I ended up getting first place in the vault, which is kind Woo-hoo! of a fun outcome. <laughs> yeah! And and it, it's fun. Sometimes I don't even share that part of the story because that's not the punchline, Right. It, but it's this concept that we get there's more to gain out of going, for, going out of your comfort zone and trying something new than playing it safe. And I love what you're bringing up is that in that process of leaving your comfort zone, things are going to be revealed that you didn't know were there. You're going you're gonna to experience and feel things that are going to reveal the locations of these this tumultuous programming that you want to remove. So I love that you brought that up. This is actually a great segue into into the next question I want to ask you because accept and build is one of our key principles that we discuss on the Happiness Playbook. And I want to know, how you help people accept and build with what you do and what tools you use in order to improve their mindset and well-being once there's that awareness piece you've identified the programming that needs to change how do you actually start to to move the needle there and guide people in that experience okay so that's a
0: great question people i don't i'm sure you've seen this people get worried everybody's looking at me and everyone's judging yeah. me. It's not that everyone's looking at me. Everyone's judging or criticizing me. And what that means to me is I'm not allowed to see my own worth. I'm not allowed to acknowledge my own worth. And my worth comes from outside of me. The sad thing about that means is I've got to please everybody else and they, because I need them to tell me I have worth and then I have worth. When you're in that kind of a space, it's hard to let go of being the only creator. When people are in that space, they need to be known as, I'm the guy that made the internet. I'm the guy that made something. I'm the guy that, right? And they want to take take credit for this whole big team effort. But the reality is, or even worse, they'll try to go it alone. And the reason why I say that's worse is because every beautiful thing in this world was practically made by a team. Like, Sure, Michelangelo exists and he was a master and I'm not going to, I don't take anything away from that, but any, I'm a software developer, any beautiful piece of software you've seen was a team effort where a bunch of people got together, they meshed together, they left their egos at the door as much as they possibly could, came together and made something beautiful. And you see that happen all the time. People create beautiful things. And so we talk about the yes and build. If you have that ego, if you have that i've got to be the only one that did this i'm the i'm everyone needs to see that i'm the guy that did this you're going to be off in a corner alone yelling i'm the one that did this look at me and <laughs> your results are going to be small cuz it's the yes. effort of one person as soon as you can let go and build holy crap the world's your oyster teams make beautiful things and as soon as you can release those i need someone outside myself to tell me i'm okay as soon as you can release that you become you come, it's like a superpower. You don't need that anymore. When you don't need that, you get to show up how you choose to show up. If you need to show up as a leader, wonderful. If you need to show up as a follower, wonderful. It doesn't bother you because your worth comes from inside, not from outside.
1: That is so beautiful. And This idea of looking outward, which is something we talk about a lot here on the Happiness Playbook, it's so interesting because it it seems at face value, it almost seems like a conflicting concept. Like, because pride and ego say, I need validation from others to determine my own worth, right? And so it's funny because it's almost, if you're not careful, it almost sounds like they're looking outward to others, but it's ego driven. And so at its core, it is inwardly focused. It's saying, I want to be recognized, I want prestige, I want status, I want you know power, influence, whatever it is. And, and so it's important to understand the core of that emotion. And so I love, and we've chatted about this in the past, and I want you to uh, talk about it now, is looking outward is what happens naturally. And you talked about kind of who we are really deep down is this beautiful, glorious, love filled individual. And what happens is we've just allowed things and and programming to come in that blocks that from happening. But once we've cleared these things, once we've gotten rid of, we've let go of the bad programming of the inwardly focused stuff. And, and we're looking outward, accepting and building on where we're at, getting aware. It's almost like the byproduct is we are able to look outward. And so I, I just want to turn it back over to you and let you reflect on and share how can we better look outward in all that we do? And sometimes it's really hard to be selfless and service-minded, but how do we actually make that transition once we've identified the programming?
0: So I, you have identified a very powerful principle, and I'm really glad you you made that nuance between ego looking out and that selfless love looking out. So this is principle. My wife taught me this, and I, I love her. She's amazing, and she's taught me so much. She learned this from a friend of hers that is a psychologist, and it's something simple, but it gets profound really fast once you think about it, which is you can't give somebody something you don't have. So she was doing this in the context of a parent to a child, like you can't give them if you can't be calm for your child, if you don't have calm inside you can't give if you are angry, but the the opposite is, you give what you have is also true. So if I'm angry inside, I'm going to come out angry, I'm going to show up as angry. So what I tell people is, get rid of all this ego, get rid of all the crap in there, and then come from a place of love. Once you get rid of all these fear-based programming, what's really left behind is love. And now you have an abundance of love and you will show up by accident with love. And I love how you're encouraging your listeners to actually intentionally show up because there's also that principle of action. Like if I act this out. I'm telling the subconscious, this is important to me. Make this happen. I want you to do this in the future. Like maybe I don't feel we're imperfect and we're not doing it quite right yet. So you just show up on purpose. You show up and say, hey, I'm just going to, yes, I'm not perfect at this. I'm okay with that. I accept myself as not being perfect and I'm going to go for it. You do that enough times, you program the subconscious, you create it from the outside coming in, you go in, you clear out the fear-based program, you come from the outside, inside, out, and then you're coming from both directions, and then, holy crap, magic happens. So I love what you're doing. I love how you tell people to do that. Because a lot of people, we're in a world where we're very self-centered, and we're very cloistered away from community. Yes. Community is not like what it used to be. I grew up in a little town called Rigby, Idaho of 3,000 people where you wave and acknowledge people that you don't even know. Then I moved to Portland, Oregon, which I love. By the way, I love Portland, Oregon, but you do not make eye contact. Do not make eye contact with anybody. And we move back to Rigby and I missed it. So we get moved apart from each other. We're pulled apart for reasons, good reasons. And some of them good at least. And then by showing up, And serving the way you're talking about it's like getting your community back and it's just it feeds the soul in a way that people don't realize that they've been missing so i love that you do that that's so cool like everything you do is amazing dude i I just love you
1: i I feel the same way there's a bromance going on here and i'm all for it man (laughs) i love what you're doing too and it's such an honor to have you here just two quick thoughts and then i want to get to a, a very powerful Tool that you're going to share with our listeners about applying some of the stuff we chatted about. But just two quick thoughts: A, you talked about you you give what you have, and there's this idea when you're in the airplane, they tell you if there's an emergency, you put on your mask first, right? Before you help anybody else, and it's this idea of self-care. You you can't be as good of a servant; you can't help others if you can't tow a car if your tires flat you you can't help somebody if you're running out of oxygen and so i just wanted to touch on that and highlight that as a point to really drive that home which you shared because that's very important it's not a selfish thing but it's the intent behind it and then it is important to recognize that the world we live in we're hyper connected y- your fridge is now connected to the internet it can <laughs> tell you if there's a spill or something it's like crazy how connected things are yeah. but I feel like, unfortunately, a lot of us have kind of been lulled away into this false sense of connection when the real connection that needs to be happening, that takes place with that that concerted intentional effort, right, is not happening as much. And so I love what you're saying and about building things together, right? So I just wanted to point out those two things that let's not confuse or get that false sense of connection to replace the true connection that happens when we're really looking outward and showing up without the programming that's, that's sabotaging us. And so I just wanted to to share those two points here. There's so much more we could dive into. We're just, I feel like we're just scratching the surface. We'll have to do this again and uh, go even further. But, um, Thank you for sharing all of that. The last question we ask everybody as that comes on, all of our MVPs on team happiness here is what pro tip can you share with our listeners that's a tangible way to apply some of the things we've discussed?
0: Oh, thank you so much for asking that question. I am honored. Okay, so let's talk real quick about the subconscious. The subconscious is on twenty four seven and it's making all these decisions and it's gently guiding and encouraging you to go certain ways. And it's always trying to achieve a certain goal. Now you can add goals to the subconscious. So if we're going to intentionally add a goal, what do we want? We want to head towards health. We want to towards a toward healthy mind, healthy body. And so I've come up with a way, uh, visualization, that you can use specifically to program your subconscious to make this happen. I can't explain to you how important this one's going to be for some of your listeners. Like this is going to be a key. that's going to change your life eventually. Now, this will take a couple of months to finally take effect. But you've got to do this every night for at least 14 days. Just before you fall asleep, do this visualization. And holy crap, it'll change your life. Now Let me do the visualization for you in real time right now. And come back and you can, and you can listen yeah. to this part right here. Neil and Bryce talking and having a great time. And listen to this part. Here we go. So I want you to close your eyes. And I want you to take a deep cleansing breath. And in your mind's eye, and as you keep breathing, see yourself up on a stage. You're receiving an award. The person that is presenting the award to you is also you, and they walk across the stage with an award to give to you. In the stadium, in every seat, is also you, looking back at the stage. And they were so ecstatic, excited for you, because you're worthy of this award. And everyone in the audience claps for you. And just sit in that moment for a moment and just receive that love from yourself because you're worthy of it. And then open your eyes. Now, what I want you to do is every single night for the next 14 days, if you really wanna go for it, do the 21 make a habit kind of thing every single night. And you know what? You're going to miss some nights and you're going to remember other nights. And that's perfectly acceptable. We accept ourselves and our efforts and what's going to happen. Subconscious is going to go, Oh, we're doing this. Oh, that's what's important. Oh, okay. Well then I will create whatever's needed to help us feel that level of self-acceptance and worthiness. And we're going to go for it. (laughs)
1: Thank you so much, Bryce. You've shared so much value today on our show and I cannot thank you enough for being here, for being on Team Happiness, for being an MVP and sharing and spreading the truth and the, the happiness. So thank you so much for joining us. I hope we can sit down and do this again sometime. You are awesome. Bryce, you're up to so many awesome things. If our listeners want more and they want to follow you and support what you're doing and, and learn more, where do they go?
0: So if you want to watch me on Facebook, I'm on Facebook. It's I'm just starting out. I suck at social media, but you know what? That's okay. I can learn. So I'm, I'm really starting to catch, in, catch on to it and it's going to get really great. So if you want to be out with me on there, love to have you. Also I'm on uh, I have my own website profoundfreedom.com. If you want to see any more we have some more content there. Not a lot, but we're building it out again first days. But this is something that's really special to me. This is something I want to change the world and I want to I have to do it one person at a time. If any of your listeners were interested, I have a program called Deep Mind Clearing. I sell it right now for $300 on my website. But I really want people to, to get this. What it does is it walks you through the um, in five videos, what does it look like to clear? How do you find and clear things? So I just want people to have it. So if you will email me at ProfoundFreedom at BrycePool.com. So that's Bryce with a Y and Pool with an E.com. ProfoundFreedom at BrycePool.com. And mention Neil, I will send you a link to it for free. I just want... Niels, you're doing such amazing work. I want you in my world. I want your listeners in my world. I will send it to you for free. It took me a while to make it, and I love it, and it's important, and I want them to be a part of this revolution of the subconscious so that they can create the way they actually want to create.
1: That is incredibly generous of you. If, if you're listening to this and you want to hop on, you would be silly not to take up Bryce on that offer. There's a ton of value that he's offering you, so make sure to go check that out. Bryce, thank you so much. I'm sure we'll be hearing more from you, but thank you all so much for tuning in uh, to the Happiness Playbook. As always, remember that happiness is a skill and life is a team sport, and we are so glad to have you on our team. Catch you next week.